0: Hey Westside family, my name is Eric Johnson, and I serve on the production team. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. We hope you are blessed by what God has been speaking to us through our pastors and leaders, and we pray this leads you into an even more intimate relationship with Jesus. Love you guys, and enjoy. So, Really, I, I just want to encourage you today. My, my, my plan isn't, isn't to go deep. My plan really isn't to keep you a a, a long time. What do we have? Are we at 1030? All right. My plan isn't to keep you a long time. I told told the family yesterday, I said, I would like to get in and out in an hour. Not my message, the whole service. All right, I ain't trying to to freak you out. Mm -hmm. I know some of you immediately started having a foot tap, like, oh, God, he's going to preach an hour. I could, but I'm not. So I really just want to encourage you with this message this morning. Uh, I was kind of uh, at, at a bit of a loss on, on what to share today. We're kind of in a transitional period, coming out of the holidays, going into the new, new year. Uh, so anyway, I, I just want to encourage you. I am going to come in at the end of the Christmas story uh, with Mary and Joseph to kind of lay a, a, a solid foundation and then I want to bring out some aspects of other individuals in the Bible just to get you uh, to, get to you just the, the theme uh, of today's talk. And the theme is expecting more. Can you look at somebody and say, you need to expect more? Oh, come on, don't make a brother work too hard this morning. It's the day after Christmas. Can you look at somebody and say, you need to expect more? The fun part about Christmas uh, you know, is is not just one thing. You know, the gifts, the lights, uh, the festivities, the the time with the time with family, all that can be fun. And I don't know if you've experienced what I've experienced before, but at the end of Christmas Day, or maybe the day after Christmas Day, it can be like a big letdown. It's like you have this month-long hype. Now, some of you, you might be like, you know, wiping the brow and. Like, Oh, thank God it's over with. But sometimes on t- to speak honest, it can be a big letdown. You know, the 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 Bible says it's better to give than it is to receive, but let's be honest, we also like to receive. So the the process of giving and receiving that happens at Christmas time, you know, it just stops and 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 that excitement isn't in the air. You know, the the lights, the songs, all this stuff, uh it just stops and it It can be a letdown. And we kind of see this a bit uh, in the Mary and Joseph uh, story after Jesus was born. So I'm going to read you a a moderate amount of verses uh, just to kind of give you a context of the main point that I'm making. So we're going to read in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. And 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 it reads as this. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem... Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul. The main focal point is verse 33. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Let me read it again. I want to I I get it inside, in, inside your heart and your thoughts. And then I'm going to put it into a bit of context. The child's father and mother marveled. Can you say marveled? This is, this, this is a big, big word right here. They marveled. At what was being said about him. After all that had happened, the virgin pregnancy, an angel visiting Mary, Joseph having a vision of an angel, shepherds seeing a, experiencing angels, seeing a star, coming to the inn, going out, sharing with other community members, other community members coming in to see this newborn baby. Magi coming, presenting gifts. Out of everything, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, with everything that happened, Mary and Joseph still marveled. At what was being said concerning their son this creates a major question mark for me and the first thing I ask when reading this is why did they marvel why was it still a shock to them why were they still perplexed at what was happening to them, their son, and son from God Almighty with what had happened so far. Sometimes I think we are shocked when God still does work in our life in spite of all the work that he has already done in our lives. Does that make sense? It's as if God does something great for a season, and after that season begins to change, transition, or even stop, we, it's as if our expectation of God doing more begins to dwindle, as if God is finished, as if there is no more, as if God is empty, as if we are no longer called, as if we cannot experience anything greater. Mary and Joseph they experienced signs and wonders and the message was that it was going to continue but when Simeon came and blessed Jesus the way that he blessed Jesus they were still shocked perplexed and marveled at God still doing work so that part of the questions that I have about this is did they stop believing that God can or God would keep doing more just because he did what he already had done? Do you have that question in your heart? Is that something rooted in you? Maybe you don't speak it. Maybe you don't think it. But maybe it is a dormant part of your faith, a dormant part of your faith that just typically kind of thinks, feels that maybe God is not going to do greater because he's already done something great. The challenge before you this morning, if you fall in that category, even if you don't, the challenge for you this morning is to have a heart that Not only knows that God can do more, but expects God to do more even when he has done what he has done for your life. There's a difference in knowing that God can do more and expecting God to do more. Are you breathing this morning? You ain't falling asleep on me, are you? All right. Don't make a brother work. Don't make a brother work. I want us to look at a few characters in scripture just to be encouraged by the reality that I'm sharing with you this morning. I am not just preaching you a message, I am giving you a reality. I am giving you a truth. And the reality and the truth that I'm giving is God will always do more even when he has done great things thus far and we don't have to live our life we don't have to believe in our heart that the best has already came and we don't have to think that God isn't going to do any greater because according to scripture And the Bible says that God is not a respecter of people, but you've heard me say this before, that God is a respecter of principles. And the fact that if he did it for them, then he will do it for us if we are so willing to operate by the principles in which they operated that allowed him to do more than he had already done. Amen? Amen. Amen. A few examples, Adam, Eve, and Seth. We know the story, God blessed Adam and Eve with abundance in the garden. Adam and Eve had a major slip-up. They were removed from the garden. They were blessed with children. The one child jealous of the other, Cain jealous over Abel. Cain ended up killing Abel. God removed Cain from the presence or from the family, from his parents, He was ostracized. He was kicked out. He was put in another domain. So it left Adam and Eve without. But then God had more in plan or more for Adam and Eve. The Bible says that Adam and Eve then had a third son and his name was Seth. And what's interesting about this story as you read a few verses after Seth, it says that the earth began to praise the Lord again. So, what that says to me is number one, God was not finished with Adam and Eve he gave them more via seth and god was not finished with the earth just because the earth was had become riddled with sin that god allowed his presence still to be upon earth because the bible says that god inhabits the praises of his people so seth was born praises went up and the presence of god remained on the earth in spite of the struggles that was at hand god still had more in plan for adam and eve and god still had more in plan for the earth samson at the end we know the story of samson gifted by god with strength, but yet he struggled when it came to the opposite sex and he told his secret to delilah and delilah was in schemes with uh, the with the, the, the philistines and he told his secret to the, to delilah delilah told him to the philistines the philistines came in when he was asleep cut his hair off he lost all of his strength it would be easy to judge him to be like why why why, why did you tell this woman everything Why did you disobey God? Why did you abandon the covenant? Why, 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 why? And it would be easy to become so religious and so self-righteous and be like, you're so deserving of getting your eyes poked out because if you wouldn't have looked upon the woman like you did look upon the woman, you would never told your secret and you would never lost your strength and Israel would never have been enslaved to the Philistines. But God didn't look at him that way. God looked at him in grace and God looked at him in mercy. And the Bible says that his hair began to grow back out. And the Bible teaches us that the Philistines had a big festival and they brought Samson out and laid him, uh, uh, arrested him up on the pillars of the Colosseum. And he put his hands on the pillars of the Colosseum. And he said a simple prayer to God about strengthening him and helping him and giving him victory one last time over the, Phil- over the Philistines. And he began to push and he began to press out. And the Bible says that he brought the pillars down and the, and the Colosseum collapsed and it killed more Philistines at that moment and at that time than at any other time in his life. God was not finished with Samson. Even though he lost his eyes, even though he had fallen to his flesh, and even though he was put in prison, God was not fin- finished with Samson. God had more. In store for Samson. Another one is Solomon. Solomon just grew and grew and grew in wisdom. And he grew and he grew and he grew in wealth. The Bible says that he was the most wisest man throughout the whole earth. The Bible says that he was the wealthiest man. That there was none like him. God didn't stop at one season of wisdom or one season of blessing. But God just continued to bless Solomon with more and more and more and more. God is a God of more. God is a God of increase. And just because God does one thing good in you yesterday doesn't mean that he's not going to do more for you tomorrow. You might have had a good year this year. You can have a better year this year. Maybe you didn't have a good year this year. You can have a great year this coming year because God is a God of more. Another one is the woman and Elijah with oil. There was a famine. The woman thought she was going to die. And she told Elijah, the prophet, I only have basically one vessel of oil. And Elijah was like, go to all your neighbors and borrow as many vessels as you possibly can. And she had her son go borrow vessels. And then she, he told her to take the oil that she did have and begin to pour it in all the vessels. And she took one vessel and began to pour into other vessels. And then she took that same vessel and began to pour it and begin to pour it. And the one vessel of oil supernaturally was multiplied until all the vessels of oil was completely filled Why? Because God kept blessing her with more, with more, with more, with more, with more. And at the end of this story, the Bible says that she was able to repay all her debts and that she had enough to live on for the rest of her life. Why? Because her God was a God of more. Another story is a very popular one, two fish and five loaves of bread. There was 5,000 people that was hungry. They had been sitting listening to Jesus teach and preach for quite a long time. Jesus understands that sometimes the, 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 the physical filling of what's going on in our belly has control over the spiritual sensation of what we have when we receive his word. I get that every Sunday morning. If I kept you too long you just start leaving because you're hungry. Well, God told his disciples to start passing it out. And we know the popular story. Over 5,000 people were fed and 12 baskets of fish and loaves was left over. Why? Because he's a God of more. God doesn't just stop with the vessel being filled to the top. God says that if we're faithful to him that he will bless us pressed down, shaken help me out people of faith, running over. The running over is more. The woman with Elijah and the oil, God could have stopped at just what she needed but God not only took care of her debts God not only gave her the ability to live for the now, but he gave her the ability to live for the future. Why? Because he is a God of more. Luke 14, 12 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And, this is key, greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father, greater works, more works than these, He will do. God will always do more if we're willing to keep believing and do more ourselves. Let me say that again God is always willing to do more if we're willing. To keep believing and do more ourselves because he's a god of he's a god of more now what we have to do might be different to enter into that area of more we might have to do something different the woman that had the oil what did she do different she went and borrowed containers that allowed her to receive the more of God. The disciples had to take the one loaf and, dis- and disperse it. Adam and Eve had to keep playing the role of husband and wife and continue to be intimate in spite of losing two sons in which allowed God to bless them with more. Samson had to realize that in spite of his failure, his loss, and his imprisonment, that God still loved him, that he still was a son of God. And in that knowledge, he was able to do more. And we see that through a prayer that he had with God. So in order to experience the more of God, we might have to not only do more, but we might have to be willing to do something different. So we might have to do things different. We might have to maybe work or act different, but we cannot believe different. We have to keep believing. And the Bible says, faith without works is dead. And we have to keep doing. And put ourselves in a position to experience the more of God. Let's not be like Adam and, not Adam, and Eve, let's not be like Joseph and Mary and marvel at the handiwork of God when he does more. We shouldn't be shocked. Being shocked when God does more is a sign of a lack of faith or a sign of shallow faith. Because if we really believe, as the Bible says, if we really believe about God according to Scripture, then we're not going to be in shock when God does more. We're going to be excited. We're going to be thankful. We're going to be praiseful because the Word of God has and is coming to pass in our life, but not shocked as if this isn't something that God does or what God rarely will do. I want to encourage you to go into 2022 with the mindset of God doing more. I am believing in more for Westside. I am believing in more finances. I am believing in more families. I am believing in more ministries. I am believing in more community influence. I am believing in more personal victories for the families of Westside i am believing for more as your pastor i am believing for more in my own life and i have plans already set out before me to begin executing the very beginning of the year so there can be more in my life a more according to my heart a more according to what god has placed in me i am going into 2022 not as a pessimist, I'm going into 2022 expecting good things, expecting more. Not because I'm all that on a bag of chips, quite the opposite. But because when I see God, I see that my God, my Heavenly Father, is a God of more. And as long as I keep doing, and as long as I keep believing, and as long as you keep doing and as long as you keep believing, we both will experience the power of God doing more in our lives. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Let's get out of here with a song this morning. I told you it's going to be short, sweet, and simple. Are you saying good because the message was good or good because I'm letting you out of here? (laughs) You you better watch out. You're going to be on my bad list. The pastor's naughty, Santa's naughty list has nothing compared to the pastor's naughty list. (laughs) Stand to your feet this morning. Let me pray over you. Let me bless you. Let's sing one last song. I'm going to tell them to make sure they don't sing a past 11 o'clock. All right, We we got 1055 up there bow your head, close your eyes. Father, I thank you for my church family. I thank you for Westside. Thank you for everyone that came out this morning uh, the day after Christmas in the midst of holidays and family gatherings and vacations and, and the like and I just ask that you bless them. I declare blessing over them this coming year. I declare deliverance and freedom over, the, over them this coming year. I declare your goodness over them this coming year. And I declare a mind and a heart and a belief that says more this coming year. Father, I ask that you lead them and guide them. I ask that they be convicted by the Holy Ghost, be led and empowered by the Holy Ghost according to their belief in more. More intimacy in their marriages, more unity in their family, more favor on their jobs, more money in their bank accounts more opportunity to fulfill lifelong dreams and desires, dreams and desires of pleasure, dreams and desires of purpose. Father, I ask that you make the old younger and you make the young wiser. Father, I ask that you strengthen us like Moses, where we are not feeble or weak, even though as we age in grace. Lord, I ask that nothing be able to stop us when you have placed something in our heart and we have the feet to go, the hands to work, and the heart to believe, I bind up the schemes and the plans of the enemy that, has tr- that tries to keep us in the wilderness or even worse, tries to keep us in, in Egypt. May we trust you. May we believe in you. May we follow your cloud by day and your fire by night so that we can enter into the promised land. The promised land that you have for us as an individual, as a family unit, and as a church unit. In the name, in the name, in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Of Nazareth. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope God spoke to you personally through this message and continues to encourage you throughout the coming weeks.